Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratos Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real-life examples of the good, the bad, and sometimes wild in marketing. Everybody, I have gotten a lot of questions over the years about Pinterest, and I have zero answers. So we brought on Callie today um, to talk to us about Pinterest. So before we get into the details, um, tell us about you, your name, where you live, your business, all the things. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me on. Uh, So I am Callie, as you said, and um, I am the owner of the Halcyon Hive, and a lot of people <laughs> can pronounce yeah. that one. Um, but yes, the Halcyon Hive, which is my very small little marketing agency that focuses exclusively on Pinterest marketing, mm-hmm. at least right now it does. Um, <clears throat> so I am in the Midwest, in St. Paul, Minnesota area, and I've had this business for, geez, I think I started in October. 2018. Um, okay. I previously to this career, I was in retail management. I worked uh, for Target and Macy's and um, some smaller retails. Okay. In the, the my previous career, like a decade worth of that. Um, <clears throat> during that career, I ended up getting married and had two kids and was finding that working nights and weekends and holidays and missing out on all the fun family stuff was not so fun. So I decided to hang up that career and start something from scratch, which growing up, I said I would never be an entrepreneur. Like there's too much stress. Here we are. Um, But my sister, as uh, you know, Julia knows, and and maybe some of your listeners too, um, Angela of Saffron Avenue, she is a, a web designer and she's had her business for well over a decade now. And she's the one that pushed me <laughs> to do this. She's like, Kelly, you, you can do this. Like, yeah, you won't regret it. And I did, I made that leap in 2018, leaving target and scariest decision of my life, but uh-huh. the best. And, well, that's awesome. and the timing too happening before the pandemic, like getting out of retail. So that was, that was really yeah, nice. No kidding. I worked retail for a while and it is like a whole different blogging. Like it it's, is, yeah. people think it's like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, like it's just a job, but it is like exhausting. Like super exhausting. <laughs> yes. It's very, not only physically exhausting, uh-huh. you know, like running around everywhere, but mentally, like just having, mm-hmm. especially when you're in leadership roles oh, and like sure. being the one that has to resolve conflicts with right. <laughs> customers and so on. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I, and not to say that being an entrepreneur isn't stressful because that, you know, it's a different its kind own. of stress. And I think there's something yeah. when you choose the stress mm-hmm. <laughs> for exactly. better or worse. Yeah. Um, as business owners, we're choosing the stress exactly. um, rather than having it thrust upon us. Um, yeah. And we have the the freedom and flexibility to take a break, you mm-hmm. know, like for sure. step away. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to go and yeah. run some errands right now. And, you know, I'm going to step away from my computer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so how did you choose Pinterest? Like of yeah, all the things. Exactly. So starting out, I, so Angela, my sister, mm-hmm. she was my first client. She's like, you know, you can come in and why don't you help me do my social media? Cause I've always had an interest in marketing and mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I had my own Instagram and stuff that I was trying to like start and I was going to do a blog and yeah. I'm a terrible writer. So that just never, <laughs> never happened. But <laughs> I was like, that's where I'll start. But I decided, yeah, I'll, um, I'll hop into social media and kind of learn the marketing side of it all. And so I, you know, I took over, she had a Pinterest account, um, to start with and, uh, you know, obviously her Instagram and, mm-hmm. and Facebook and all that. And I kind of dug in there and, and really learned a lot. Um, Aside, you know, I also took some courses and did like some training stuff. And mm-hmm. I learned really quickly that I didn't love doing Instagram for mm-hmm. someone else. I just didn't feel mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel authentic for me. Yeah. And and I'm terrible at my own Instagram marketing. If anyone's gone on mine, <laughs> you'll see. Like I never post <laughs> working on that. Yeah. Um, but Pinterest, now that was an area that I was like, ooh, this is this is good. There's a lot. What do you here. like about it? Well, there's I mean, obviously we've, you know, I used it personally when mm-hmm. it first yeah. came out and loved it then because I'm such a visual mm-hmm. person. And um, as I started to learn about the marketing side of it and the how the algorithm works and mm-hmm. um, just the potential to get you know, sure. new people to your your products and, and website and everything. Yeah. It was fascinating to me. And the amount of information that I was learning and knowing other businesses weren't utilizing this yet, I figured let's niche this way down to focus just on Pinterest because mm-hmm. there's so much information to share and teach and help people with. And it's constantly evolving. As we know, mm-hmm. Pinterest is changing all the time. So it's, it keeps oh, yeah. me on my toes. So that's how yeah. I niche down to Pinterest exclusively because yes, uh-huh. it, it keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really cool platform. My husband invests poorly everybody he doesn't do a great job don't follow him uh it's fine (laughs) it's a hobby it's a glorified hobby yeah yeah he'll be so mad when I he always tells me about all the money he could have made um so what the money we are making (laughs) right uh he invested in he's invested in Pinterest so Mm -hmm. he follows the news and I just saw this week that um a new API conversion is coming out. Which yes, is it, that's be funny really you mentioned cool. that. I was literally just researching it today. I was yeah. reaching out to my Pinterest contacts to see uh-huh. what more information they could like get to me. Yeah. So. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about that and let's save it. Okay. For like a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I'm curious on your thoughts. Um. But let's start basic. Like, what makes a really good pin? What makes a really bad pin? Mm, yes. Well you know, you got to think of the big picture on, on Pinterest. So if you're a marketer, you're, you're a business using Pinterest to attract people, you want to think about what's going to stop the scroll as they say, you know, on social media, Mm -hmm. what's going to catch that user's eye, um, you know, not only visually, but the content that, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're sharing. Pinterest is a platform that is focused on inspiration, uh, obviously more recently shopping, they're, you know, really Mm -hmm. ramping up e-commerce and shopping on there. And also, you know, education and learning people go to Pinterest to learn, you know, how to do things and whatnot. So if you can, you know, create content for your audience that aligns with those, then on top of that, creating a view, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a beautiful pin that, Mm -hmm. you know, eye catching stands out, maybe you use animation or video on it Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, catch the eye as someone's scrolling. Because some people scroll, you know, they're browsing or whatever. They're going really fast through it. You want to be able to pop mm-hmm. out. So, um, you know, I always recommend to people or when I'm creating pins is to do a search for, you know, whatever keyword is that you're creating this content for and look at the aesthetic of all the pins and see how you can stand out. So, you know, mm-hmm. use the mm-hmm. keywords that you're seeing, but 
if you see a lot of really light and airy, like content, like visually, um, try a dark pin, like do like a dark overlay on an mm-hmm. image with some white text on it. And you'll notice mm-hmm. that those pins tend to get more engagement and uh, oh, more clicks than so pins that look all the same. Like there's certain mm-hmm. brand or industries you'll notice have like, you know, they all use like similar colors. So, and, and right now right. it's a lot of neutrals. We're seeing a lot of neutrals. So think about what like pops of accent colors you can pop in there mm-hmm. that just kind of catch the eye. So the content is, is like, obviously that's how it's going to be shown as far as the algorithm goes. Like what are people searching for? So, um, you know, the keywords that you're using and then obviously the, the pin design plays a big factor. Um, so that leads me to my next question, um, is do you have to have like content rolling out all the time? Not necessarily. No. Um, because you know, as, as a business owner, I'm sure many of us, we have a hard time staying on top of our blogs and and content Mm -hmm. and all of that. So you may have really great content, but you're not pumping it out, you know, every week, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's once a month or in my case, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple times a year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't have to just use blog content. Um, you can share it. Say you have, I think kind of a little bigger picture and, you know, maybe you've created some TikTok videos if you're on that, or you've created reels or uh, YouTube Uh videos. Think about those other areas you've created content for and use that for pins. You can send, it doesn't have to just be pinned to your website. You could pin content that links to other social platforms uh, to help drive traffic that way. Uh Um, Obviously the, the best way is to drive it to your to your website because that's your Mm -hmm. claim domain and um, you can get better analytics, Mm -hmm. but you can link your uh, Instagram. At least you used to be able to, it's been a while since I've set up an account with that. Um, And I think YouTube as well. So um, with that, you could see in the analytics when someone clicks on one of those pins that links off to those social platforms. So you could see the types of engagement Mm -hmm. they get. Um, yeah, because I think that's one of the biggest obstacles that I hear about is people are like, well, I'm not producing a blog a week, so mm-hmm. how am I going to do pins? And to be fair, I've also thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. don't know anything and, about Pinterest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so some other options then would be is to just create fresh pins, some new pin designs for existing content that you already have. Because even mm-hmm. though it's the same URL that it's linking back to, if it's a, like a new image, a new pin design, Pinterest will see that as a fresh pin. So you can always create, especially if you have a blog post that performs really well, or if there's something that's like trending on, on, mm-hmm. um, on Pinterest or like seasonal content, yeah. you know, go back and create some fresh new pins, test out different things with it, try an animated, you know, a, a video pin or a carousel pin. There's a bunch of formats you can try out. Um, or idea pins. I don't know if you're familiar with no, idea tell pins. Tell me about those. But those, um, and this is also a great thing if you don't have content to link to, idea pins are kind of unique in a way that they don't, you can't put a URL on them. So it's they okay. stay on Pinterest, but they get more reach and more engagement than your regular pins. And they're almost, you you can treat them almost like a, like a micro blog post. Um, it's basically like a slide of pins, like a like they used to be called story pins because it was similar to Instagram stories or it was like a series, okay. um, except they don't expire. They don't disappear after a, you know, the end of the okay. day. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're great for creating inspiration content, little how to's, you know, you can, mm-hmm. uh, if you use the Pinterest app, you can just record it, you know, like, 
like a TikTok video or Instagram, you could just like record it right through the app, like really quick in the moment. Um, they have different editing features like text and music and stickers and stuff. So you can make it fancy. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So idea pins. So those are really great. And uh, what I love about them, like I said, is that, well, it's love hate, I guess. Um, <laughs> I love that you don't have to create a big piece of content on your website in order to make these idea pins. Um, the downside is because there's no link on them, people can't click off them to go to your site unless they, you know, you might do the call to action that says, you know, follow me on Pinterest or right. get more information on Instagram or click the link in my mm-hmm. bio to go to my website. But so there's ways you can get people off there, but it's not as direct. So, right. That's like fascinating. So we talk a lot about like content repurposing mm-hmm. um, and I could see that being huge. Like even if you had one blog post a month, mm-hmm. like you could make several different pins with a link, but then you could even take some of the tips from your blog post yeah. and make them into idea pins. Yep, exactly. That That's, yep. And another thing I like to do is use um, some of the other like content type resources on Pinterest. There's a a, mm-hmm. a tool on there. If you have a business account um, and go under your analytics, it's called uh, Trends. So trends.pinterest.com is the, the URL to get to it. Um, but it's mm-hmm. a great tool that you could see what is currently trending on Pinterest. And that's a great way too, to see like, oh, you know, obviously Halloween, you know, we're close to that now. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're almost like almost past the Halloween trend now on right. Pinterest because it's such right. an early, people search early. But, uh-huh. you know, you can go on there and see specifically in your industry, you know, you want to look at your interests um, and look and see what's trending and just like quick create something based on what's trending because, you know, it's already mm-hmm. being searched. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're just kind of riding that wave. So. Right. Well, and I could even see it like working the opposite way. If you created a couple idea pins and they were performing really well, then you could actually create more content. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. So, that's a little bit about how like Pinterest could intersect with like email and social media. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you see like Pinterest helping your clients grow their social platforms or their email yeah. lists? Like, yeah. This is like one of my favorite things to do with, with Pinterest marketing is, um, creating a, a, like a Pinterest funnel, basically. So mm-hmm. Pinterest is going to be the top of the funnel. Um, you're going to be attracting people who've never heard of you. The Pinterest is great because it's the, the people who search on Pinterest aren't searching brands. So 97% of right. searches on Pinterest are unbranded. So they're just going to search like, you know, web design templates or something or website right. templates. Mm-hmm. And, um, when they find you, one of the things that I always recommend to my clients and, you know, when I'm running campaigns for people is to create an opt-in funnel. So you have a freebie, maybe you have a super awesome, valuable freebie, mm-hmm. have it on a landing page on your website. Don't make a landing page in your email provider, like MailChimp or Flowdesk mm-hmm. or any of those, have it on your site and just do the embed form, create pins that showcase this freebie you have. So the pin links mm-hmm. to the landing page, you get them on your email list. And then you could start to nurture them. People love free stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So oh, yeah. like, it's it's a great way to get people on your list there. Plus, these uh-huh. are really great funnels to promote. You could, you know, throw 20 bucks a day or something on it and, and push it mm-hmm. out to, you know, people who are searching keywords and interest to get a little extra boost to it. Um, and then, of course, you can always go back in and do retargeting stuff. But that's a little yeah. more advanced to the ad, yeah. the ad stuff. But yeah, um, but that's a great way. You can also do the same thing with your social medias create pins that link to old Instagram posts that you have that maybe performed really great, but now it's been buried. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, create a pin and link to that, you know, make sure you get the URL of that post and not just your Instagram page. Cause you don't want people searching <laughs> for it. Um, but that's another thing is to drive people to your Instagram and then, you know, use that, mm-hmm. that call to action to, you know, follow me on there. Mm-hmm. So what I really like is it seems like Pinterest can almost like help complete the circle, <laughs> like of this connection between all of these other yeah. marketing tools. Um, I don't know like your thoughts on this, but I've heard a lot of people, well, I, I haven't heard it recently, but especially like four to five years ago, a lot of people were saying like Pinterest is not social media. It's like more of a searching platform. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And so using it as like how you might put Google ads up um, or things like that, like thinking about it differently than social media, yep. I think can only help mm-hmm. as you're building like your business exactly. or your other market. Yeah. Revenues. Yeah. It's Pinterest has, has tried to fit into the social media bucket as you know, mm-hmm. with like using likes and engagements on pins mm-hmm. and comment, like you can comment on pins, but people don't, they don't use it like that. And same with followers on Pinterest, there's mm-hmm. still, I, I noticed this when I, you know, talk to, you know, other clients and stuff, there's still an emphasis People, of people wanting to get followers on Pinterest mm-hmm. to grow their account with followers. Pinterest doesn't work like that on, you know, with followers, right. they're a search and discovery, they're SEO based. So mm-hmm. people might search a keyword, see one of your pins, click on it, love it, go to your website, do something, but they never follow you. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. hit follow based on this one pin. Um, you know, you may get some followers if they're seeing your content a lot. Um, but right. again, it's not the, it's not the goal. It's not the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more of a, it's an inspiration. Like I said, it's that top of the funnel, but what's cool about Pinterest, it, it can actually be full funnel. You can do mm-hmm. inspiration, like, um, you know, prospect and get new people to mm-hmm. you. But since they've engaged with your content on Pinterest or clicked off to your website and so on, they're now basically that, that algorithm works as, um, you know, just like it does on Instagram is you'll start seeing mm-hmm. more content from that content mm-hmm. or from that person you're engaging with. So, um, they may now see something else that you share later on somewhere mm-hmm. on Pinterest and be like, Oh yeah, I, I did want to buy that. And then they actually can go and click a product, go to your site and check out mm-hmm. if they want. So right. there's a full from like cold audience to mm-hmm. retargeting those warm. Yeah. Goals. So let's talk about that. E-commerce is something that is not new, new, but it wasn't part of the original Pinterest. No, like no. back when, yeah, <laughs> back when I first started a long time ago. Yeah. Um, how like are you seeing like good results with that? Like, yeah. So so I actually most of my clients I work with now have um, an e-commerce aspect to their business. So they may be service providers, but they offer a digital product, whether it's a course or templates or something like that. Um, I love working with, with those businesses. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had clients too, that are just, you know, Shopify physical product sellers too. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously shop, if you're on Shopify, you're like the cream of the crop for e-commerce on Pinterest (laughs) because you get like the most, integrations. There's, they they actually just, I sent out an email today to my list about um, Shopify's um, hosted checkouts on Pinterest. So basically like your product catalog on Pinterest that that's being pulled from your Shopify store. um, If someone clicks on one of those product pins, they write within the app, the Pinterest app, you can select your, your customizations and hit checkout and it'll like integrate with your shopping on like it, it all goes That's amazing. To Shopify, but it's like, mm-hmm. you don't even have to leave the, 
the app on Pinterest. So Mm -hmm. it really streamlines and removes any, you know, roadblocks to that, that conversion. So, um, but for people who aren't on Shopify, like myself and a lot of other, you know, digital product creators, um, you can still leverage these shopping tools. So I Mm -hmm. I've set up catalog so people can get the shop tab and become verified merchants. Um, you've got that little blue check, you get little perks to that, um, like more reach on their product pins. There's more, um, promoted pin campaigns that you can use as shopping campaigns and so on. Um, so yeah, so I definitely recommend, you know, if you're a service provider, create some small digital products because you can really use that, um, to make some passive income (laughs) on Pinterest. So Yeah. So that's like a good industry to keep in mind, like e-commerce. What are some other really great industries that you see good success for in Printus? Yeah. Well, obviously the big ones would be like home decor, um, mm-hmm. you know, people searching for inspiration on, on design all the way through like shopping for products for mm-hmm. their home. Um, I've noticed with I don't work with a lot of bloggers, um, like, mm-hmm. like blogging is their business. Uh, but I know in the past, you know, the blogging industries, the food and the mm-hmm. home decor, health and wellness, all of those were really big, but I feel like based on what I've seen in different threads and forums and stuff that, you know, they're seeing reduced traffic from, from Pinterest. And that's because there's more wow. of an emphasis on this e-commerce. So you know, my advice to those folks would be to, you know, create some small products and really like mm-hmm. lean into this e-commerce side. Like you can really, yeah. you know, tag things in your blog posts and, you know, create product pins and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's no matter what industry you're in. I mean, you you know, the big ones on Pinterest, like the mm-hmm. home decor and health and stuff. But I, you know, I work with a lot of designers, like web design, graphic okay. design, photographer, you know, service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. And you could still see success. Your your audience will be smaller than you know the platform, mm-hmm. but there's people there searching for you and for mm-hmm. your content. So yeah, and I think that's where even like the trends.pinterest.com yeah. it can be really helpful because even if you're in an industry that might not be as popular per se, yeah. If you're following some of the trends, like you might still get a lot of traffic. Exactly. Um, yep. Sweet. All right. Ads, conversion. Tell me Ooh. what you learned about the API conversion. Yes. I, well, I, I was just digging into it, so I don't have a lot yeah. of info on it yet, but. And well, it's all really new. It's so super new. Everybody- yeah. But the, um, the big thing about it. So kind of taking a step back, um, when, when running ads or when you want to run ads on, on Pinterest or any platform, you need to set up your tracking tags, your like Facebook pixel or, you know, the Pinterest tag and right. so on. As we've been seeing these past few years, and as we know going on, um, all the privacy things that are changing on Google mm-hmm. and Facebook and all of that, those cookies, those tracking cookies are being limited a lot. And so it's mm-hmm. harder to create these audiences to target to. And so, you know, over you know, probably in the next couple of years, it's there's not gonna be those tracking cookies, your, your tags aren't going to be mm-hmm. able to work. So you need these APIs, which I don't really, I'm, I'm still learning. This is very like developer type stuff. Oh, also everybody, like at the time of the recording, <laughs> this is October. Yes, I don't know yes. when this is coming out. And so we may have a lot more information. Yeah, it, yeah, but. definitely. <laughs> but the idea, the goal is to be able to switch over to this Pinterest API. And I know other platforms have APIs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like I said, I'm not very techie developer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know very little on that. So I, I can't speak to like specific details, okay. but basically it's, it's the solution for when these cookies and tracking tags no longer mm-hmm. work for advertising and, and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it'll measure those engagements and, and things and be able to share that information with Pinterest in a right. you know more privacy protected way. I guess. Right. Um, what I love about it is that for like the average consumer, like it's going to mean that we um, see the things we want to see yeah. and that we don't see the things that exactly. we don't want to see. Yeah. Like um, when I go to Pinterest, please don't show me any cars. Yeah. Like yeah. don't want to see them. Um, exactly. <laughs> but um, other people in my life, that's why they go on Pinterest. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that that's where it's helpful for the consumer and for the business owner, it can help us really know, okay, well, what kind of ROI am I doing? Yeah. Because otherwise, once these, once the tracking goes away, like mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to say, well, this sale came from this place. Exactly. Um, and that's another thing too, that um, right now is it's a little bit hard. Well, it's kind of hard to measure, but Pinterest uses a like a multi-touch attribution, meaning like someone okay. may find you on Pinterest you know, they see your stuff, they, you know, they learn about it, whatever. And then they, they go on their way. And like a week later, maybe they run into one of your Instagram ads or Google or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they buy from that point. Mm-hmm. Now that platform will take last touch attribution. That right. platform will say, Hey, mm-hmm. I got this conversion. This was from me, right. but Pinterest looks at a big picture. They said, wait, 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 you were first discovered on Pinterest. So Pinterest mm-hmm. in their own tracking platform. So you won't see this on your Google analytics, but on Pinterest conversion analytics, you'll see like view through conversion. So if they just saw a pin and later on purchased within whatever your attribution window, like 30 days or whatever, then, you know, Pinterest will show like, Hey, there was a checkout. Not necessarily they clicked and went mm-hmm. and bought, but they hadn't, they interacted with your content mm-hmm. in that, that time period. I, Love that yeah. because I feel like Pinterest is seeing this bigger picture yeah. of what marketing really is. Mm-hmm. Like people will say like, oh, somebody has to hear about you 12 times before they make a purchase. Yeah. Who knows right. like how many times that actually is. Yeah. But sometimes we do a lot of organic social media mm-hmm. and it's really hard to have attribution with organic social media so hard. Yeah. because it's like, okay, well, at what point – did they come into your door? Like, did they come into your shop first or did they find you on Instagram first? Like who knows? Um, and so I love that they're creating this bigger picture of like, Hey, actually marketing all works together and you need all of these pieces. Yeah. So, yep, exactly. So I, that's what I really love about Pinterest too, Mm -hmm. is being able to see. And, you know, I, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to explain that to to clients, you know, and because they'll see in their Shopify or on their Google Analytics if they have mm-hmm. e-commerce set up, they'll see like what places were, you know, that that last touch basically attribution, mm-hmm. like which ones were bringing in the conversions. But then I'll be showing them the the reports on Pinterest, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, from your organic pins from not promoting anything, you've you know, you made like. 5,000 in income this month. And it's like, (laughs) Hey, that's really cool. But in order to see those conversion insights organically on Pinterest, you do need to have the the API or the um, tag set up right now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, that's really good to know. Um, 
thoughts on Pinterest ads? Yeah. Um, have they helped your clients? Like, yeah. So tell me about that. Or are you seeing better results with organic or does it depend? Um, like, I, if you want, I mean, you can get really great results organically, but it takes a lot of time. So, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you need to be consistent and maintain, you know, pinning activity on there, creating content. And, you know, depending on how established your account is and how big your audience is and the reach of those pins, mm-hmm. you know, it could take months to see mm-hmm. like actual, you know, conversions sure. and stuff. Um, so the nice thing about the promoted pins and the ad campaigns is it just gives it a boost. And and when you're mm-hmm. comparing Pinterest ads to, you know, meta, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram uh, and other ones, Pinterest ads can be less expensive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could put a lot, the more obviously you put right. into it, the bigger you can go. But um, when you're looking at the, um, like your cost per click, your CPC and your cost per acquisitions mm-hmm. and things like that, you can tend to get a lower number. Like okay. for, if you're running a cool. campaign to like that freebie to get those email signups, mm-hmm. you can get that t- that uh, CPA for the signup. But so basically what you're paying to, you know, get signups, get the email, you can get that like a dollar a sign up. Like mm-hmm. I can get, I've gotten it down super low for, for people. And it depends on the industry too, but, oh, totally. um, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, that's phenomenal to be able to, you know, pay, mm-hmm. you know, 25 bucks a day or something and get, yeah, and get, get 25 emails. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's mm-hmm. if, so if you like, if, if you're planning on launching something or, um, you know, yeah, you have something coming up, like, and you want to grow your email list, do a, a an opt-in campaign, you know, that, that mm-hmm. sign-up campaign and, you know, run it for, that's the other thing too with Pinterest. Organic takes a long time. Pinterest ads, you can't do a quick, like one week ad and, and see mm-hmm. success. It, t- it takes time for it to optimize. So if you're going to run a campaign, don't do less than a month. I would do four weeks minimum. Okay. Three months would be optimal because then you could really see those optimizations. Um, and even mm-hmm. better if you have an evergreen funnel or something, yeah. just to run a low budget campaign for the year, like just let it go, like always let it go. And then, you know, pop in and check if you need to make any tweaks. Um, uh-huh. you know, I, I manage ads, but I also, um, the Pinterest, like Pinterest themselves, they, they have uh-huh. ad, um, uh, people who can, can help you out. Um, if you're running ads on your own and you had questions, um, obviously there's, you do have to take with a grain of salt because they have Pinterest best interests in mind. So a lot of times it's like, increase your budget, you'll do better. Whereas, you know, working with an independent contractor on ads, you know, we're trying to get you the, you know, the lowest cost or the highest return. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So if you, last question, um, before we sign off, um, if someone was just getting started on Pinterest, where would you tell them to start? Yes. I, when you, very first start, or maybe you have a Pinterest account, but you're switching it over to business and you're starting out your marketing journey on Pinterest, you really need to optimize your account um, so that you're attracting the right people. So if you have an example, if you are, I'm just gonna use the the web design client or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a web designer and you know, you want to attract people to buy your website templates or, you know, as, as design clients, don't have boards that are your recipe boards that you're going to make for dinner or right. things like their home decor <laughs> boards, because anything that you have on your account is telling the Pinterest algorithm, this is the content she's sharing. These are the people who are going to be interested. And so they're going to show those pins and you're going to get an audience of people who obviously, you know, recipe and home decor pins right. 
have a higher engagement than maybe a design pin Mm -hmm. does. So you're going to get a bigger audience for those pins than your content you really want to. So Mm -hmm. make sure you eliminate, you can just move things to secret so you can still use those boards, but Mm -hmm. don't, you know, make sure you're creating content specifically for the audience you want to attract. And you can use tools Mm -hmm. like the audience insights um, tools. That's one of the analytics to on a business Mm -hmm. account. And you could see where your audience is at right now, what they're interested in, the majority of your audience. Um, and then you can see what other interests that you can grow to, you know, mm-hmm. to attract the right people. So when I'm saying optimizing your account, that means the boards, you know, like hiding those mm-hmm. boards that aren't relevant to your audience, creating new boards that are, um, and then actively pinning to them or creating content. Mm-hmm. Um, but keywords, do some keyword research and, you know, write on Pinterest and, and see what what other boards do your competitors have or what words are they using, you know, for, for the web design example that I have, you know, are they saying website template or are they saying, um, website design template or something or mm-hmm. WordPress template, yeah. you know, look at those words that people are using so you can utilize that. Um, and then obviously on your profile on Pinterest, optimizing your little bio section. Um, so people know what that or Pinterest knows, even it'll, it'll give them mm-hmm. information about your account too, but what it is you do and who you, you know, who are, who's your audience mm-hmm. and, and how you can help them. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, about Pinterest is this idea of um, it kind of, I don't know how to talk about it, like other than cross pollination, like yeah. where I'm like, okay, like if there is a, tr- like we are a social media company, right. we don't do like home decor design, right. like, um, yeah. But say that's showing up in the trends, mm-hmm. like how could I create something that would cross pollinate yes. with that? Yep. Like, do I have a client who does home decor? Mm-hmm. Could we do a case study about yes. it? Like, could we do like a portfolio? Like things like that, yeah. where it's not saying like, oh, Juliet Stratos does home design, but yeah. I'm borrowing from that trend. Um to like boost my own thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's where that like that that trends tool really comes in handy mm-hmm. too to see like search volume and and what's mm-hmm. trending right now. It's yeah, how can you create pins or create content that you know could pull in something mm-hmm. that's trending but you know not right literal Adjacent. literal stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think even like with what you were mentioning like keyword search mm-hmm. like you might come across some of those things. So Yeah. Yeah, and the word aesthetic is a big one. Like people use aesthetic <laughs> everywhere on Pinterest, well in social media. But it's like use that like if you're creating marketing templates like uh-huh. title them something like boho aesthetic and like right. people would love that. Like but it's still for right. marketing, you know. So right. Right. For sure. That's fascinating. (laughs) I mean, and it really, it really means like we just have to have like our creative, creative brains going. Yeah. Yeah. Think bigger out of the box. Yeah. Stuff. Uh Yeah. This is awesome. Callie, I appreciate you coming and joining and answering our questions. Um, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yes, I am. Um, like I said, not super active on socials, but if I get a DM <laughs> or something, I'll pop in. Uh, yeah. But I'm on Instagram and and uh, Pinterest and Facebook, which I hardly ever go on, uh-huh. um, at the Halcyon Hive. Um, so just all at the Halcyon Hive for all of them. Um, my website too, thehalcyonhive.com. I don't know if you'll have show notes, but you can yeah, add that stuff in there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
you can always reach out on there. I have a, a blog with some information. And um, I actually, if, if I could put a plug in for, yeah, I do for have a, a freebie um, for people getting started. It's like, a, it's a three day, like email mini course um, to help yeah. you optimize and set up your account. So each day it kind of breaks down like, First, let, here's how you do keyword research. Here's yeah. how you optimize your boards. So kind of, it's kind of a guide to help get you set up. And I have a couple mm-hmm. other freebies and things on my website as well. Awesome. Um, and then I, I do have a couple digital products as well as my services. Yeah. So I, you know, hopefully, and I'm working on others. Hopefully I'll get them out here. She's well. practicing what she's preaching. <laughs> just know. saying, um, she's got certain digital products. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> sweet. Well, Callie, we'll put all of that in the show notes, including your freebie, which I'm excited yeah. to dive in myself. Awesome. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. Yeah, so we excited. really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Friends, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener. We'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too.